Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bible, you can turn with me this morning to the book of Genesis. see here. <laughs> Praise God. God is so good to us. It's good to see Marlon and Thelma made it out to be with us this morning. Why don't we welcome them? So glad that you're here. And all of the families come to witness Cadence being baptized this morning this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. And to all the saints of the living God, old and young, amen. God is good to you. Are you thankful to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within. Sinking to rise, but the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. From the waters lifted me, now safe. Love lifted me, love. Come on, sing it with all your heart. Hallelujah. Lifted me when nothing else could help. Love lifted me. <laughs> Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Nothing like those old songs. I got one amen and a praise the Lord. <laughs> amen. Genesis chapter four. And I just want to say this morning, if you have, if, if you're hungry after church, come down get a sandwich. Um, it's just donations, whatever you want to give to the youth group in return for a sandwich or two or three, or whatever, whatever your desire is, but Come down, have some fellowship, eat a sandwich, and uh, support the youth group. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. Genesis chapter 4. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother, Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, somebody say in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof and the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect and Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell have you ever seen somebody when their countenance falls all of a sudden, you can just see it come all over. Their expression changes. Somebody say amen. 
And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Cain was the oldest brother. The Bible says in verse 8, And Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. You're lying. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth. And this is Cain talking. And from thy face shall I be hid. And I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth. And it shall come to pass that every one that findeth me shall slay me. And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. Amen. I want to focus this morning on this scripture. If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted. If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted. Amen. Why don't you lay your Bibles down? Lift your hands unto the Lord. Close your eyes right now. Every person in the building, just begin to pray to him right now. God, we need you this morning. Lord, we're thankful today, Lord, for your word. God, we're thankful, Jesus, today for your spirit that we have felt in this place. God, I pray that you would exercise your authority in this house, that you would say what needs to be said, Lord. Do what needs to be done, all that has been uh, perfected in your will. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to be understanding of your word. Let your anointing flow. God, let it, let it be upon your messenger today, Lord, and upon every hearer of the word, upon your people. We ask in Jesus' precious name, amen. Clap your hands one more time. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Praise God. Somebody say amen. If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted. You know, in life, there's a lot of things that, that happen. There, there are a lot of things that, that transpire. Um, as we live life, there, uh, there are a lot of bad things that have happened. Amen. There are negative uh, things that have taken place in our lives and the lives of the people that we know. Amen. Every one of us uh, probably in this building this morning have been affected by uh, the decisions of other people. Amen. Have been impacted by uh, the decisions of others and the things that they have done. Amen. And in and, and our lives, the trajectory of our lives probably maybe dictated by the decisions of others. Amen. And, and it would be easy for us to, to uh, look at 
those people in our lives and, 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 and point blame to them and say that the reason that I am where I'm at is because of you. It would be easy. Probably every one of us could blame somebody for things that have happened in our life. Can I, can I get an amen? Amen. There, uh, there has been betrayal. There has been uh, abuse. Amen. There has been a breach of, uh, of, of duty. Amen. And neglect of responsibility uh, where people have not taken the responsibility necessary and, and done the right thing. Somebody say amen. We could easily blame somebody else. Amen. We could easily look at other people and, and blame them for maybe the heartache that we've gone through or the brokenness that we've endured in our life. Amen. The brokenness of heart, the brokenness of mind, the brokenness of body. Amen. We could, we could cast that blame off onto somebody else and say it's because of you I'm in the place that I'm in. Amen. But I want to tell you this morning, you can, you can take that responsibility and you can put that on somebody else. Amen. Because yeah, truly there are people that have done us wrong. Amen. But true healing of circumstances and true healing of heart and true healing of mind and of spirit begins when we begin to take responsibility for ourselves. Come on, because uh, uh, ultimately, amen, people can do things to us and say things to us and commit acts against us, but ultimately, I'm responsible not for them, but for me, amen. I'm responsible for the decisions that I make, the words that I speak, and the things that I put my hand to do. And true healing begins to come when we begin to take responsibility for ourselves. Clap your hands to the Lord. He's worthy. Man, I'm responsible. Somebody say, I'm responsible. Man, I'm responsible for my life. I'm responsible. Somebody say, this body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. This, this body is, 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 is mined in, to give to God. Amen. It is, it, this is, this is my sanctuary that I have for the Lord. Amen. This is, this is all that I have to give. Amen. The life that I have right now on this earth, this is all that I have. Amen. This is the, uh, the things that we have in our lives, they don't matter. Come on. The, the, the things, the inanimate objects, they don't really matter to God. What, what matters to God is us. What matters to God is me and you personally. What matters to God is, is, is our bodies and, and our minds and our hearts. Amen. And what we give ourselves to. The only thing that I have. He said, naked I came into the world and naked I shall return. Blessed be the name of the Lord. How many know that I didn't bring anything into this world when I came? And when I leave this world, I'm not taking anything with me. The only thing that I have is, 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 is this body. The only thing that I have is this life. The only thing that I have that God really cares about is me. Come on. He cares about me. Amen. He cares about my well-being. He cares about my future. Come on. He cares about my eternal soul. He cares about where I'm headed and what I'm doing and where I'm going. I know there's a lot of people that have done you wrong. They've abused you and they've hurt you, but you need to get the focus off of that and get the focus on you and what's most important for you and what you need to do and where you need to go. Amen. The first step to healing is understanding that I'm responsible. Come on. I'm responsible for my life. I'm responsible for my mind. I'm responsible for my heart. I'm responsible for anything that flows forth from my life. The things that I do, the things that I say, what I yield my members to obey. That's what I'm responsible for. Every one of us have a responsibility, not just to yourself, but to God. And every one of us will stand before God and give an account of the deeds that are done in the body. That's what the word of the Lord declares. I'm responsible. 
Amen. I'm not responsible for you. Come on. I'm responsible to love you as your pastor. I'm responsible to preach you the word. I'm responsible to be true, honest with you. Come on. I'm responsible to care for you and to pray for you. But when it comes down to it, ultimately, you're responsible for yourself. Come on. You're accountable not to me, but to God. Come on, we'll try to pretend. We'll try to act it out. We'll try to pretend like we're honestly giving ourselves to the Lord. We'll come to church. We'll put on the face. Come on. And we'll, 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 we'll put on the praise. Come on. We'll put on the hand clap. We'll put on the outfit. We'll do whatever we got to do to fool everybody around us. Come on, somebody. But you're not fooling anybody because God sees the ins and the outs. God sees your goings ins and you're coming in and you're going out. God sees what you, he's, the thoughts of your mind and the thoughts of your heart and what you're giving yourself to. You're not responsible to me. You're responsible to God. I don't know about you, but I'm going to live my life as if God's looking over my shoulder, seeing everything that I do. Ouch, I felt conviction. Amen, that's a little bit uncomfortable. Imagine God's, God's watching. There's a song about Santa Claus that says he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good. That's kind of creepy. anything about that. God sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So, and it's not just presents at Christmas. It's eternity that's at stake. Amen. This matters. Come on, it matters what you're doing with your life. It matters. Amen. Your eternity is hanging in the balance. It matters. Amen. It's not just a, a, a desire to go to church or be in the house of the Lord that causes you to be saved, but he that does the will of the Father. Amen. He that, that doeth good. Amen. Shall be accepted. Come on, somebody. He that gives his heart unto the Lord and lives unto God. Amen. And, and gives his acts unto God. Those are the ones that are going to be saved. Amen. I want to tell you today, it's not just merely about coming to church and getting baptized and being filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, that's all part of it. But there has to be a desire to turn away from that which is evil and turn to that which is good. Amen. Sin is the problem. Somebody say sin is the problem. What is sin? It's a transgression of the word of God, somebody said, which is true. Sin is missing the mark. It is he that knows to do good and does it not, to him it is sin. There are two types of sin. I want you to stay with me. There are sins of commission and there are sins of omission. Okay? A sin of commission is when we choose to do something or commit something that is contrary to what we know is right. Okay? That's a sin of commission. You've committed that, you've commissioned that sin to have right away in your life. Okay? And then there are sins of omission, which are things that you know to do that are good, but you don't do the good things. You're omitting those things. You know to do good. You know it's right. You know to do it, but you don't do it. Amen. You choose not to. That also is sin. Oh, man. There these, these types of sin go hand in hand. Somebody say amen. If we refuse to do what we know is right, we will eventually do what we know is wrong. 
or the other. Come on. It's either right or it's wrong. Somebody say amen. When we turn our back on the right way, we turn toward the wrong way immediately. There, there are only two ways. There's, there's good and there's evil. Come on, somebody. When we turn our back on the right way and we turn to the wrong way, amen, we are being overcome by that which is evil. Somebody say amen. We become the servant of that thing. For of whom a man is overcome, the same he is brought into bondage. For if they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. Amen. Understand that when you turn you turn your back on the good and you turn toward the evil, you are overcome by that thing. Amen. It begins to control you. It begins to be your master. Amen. It begins to dominate your thoughts of your mind and the, the what you put your hand to do. Somebody say amen. But when you turn your back upon the evil, come on, and you turn toward the good, you, you begin to have authority over that which is evil. Amen. You begin to have authority over that which had you bound. Come on, somebody. When you begin to do the good and look to the good and seek the good and know the desire of the Lord and what is pleasing in his eyes. Amen. All of a sudden, there's, there's things begin to fall off of you because when you do the good, amen. How many know the evil has no power over you? I want to tell you this morning that it all comes down to a choice. It all comes down to what's important to you and what you deem valuable. I don't know about you, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to give ourselves wholly unto God. Somebody say amen. When did sin enter into the world? How did sin happen? Amen. The Bible says by one man centered into the world and death by sin. Amen. And all have sinned and fall, fell short of the glory of God. Okay, there's none good, no, not one. So by one man, who's the one man? Adam. Does anybody know what happened in the Garden of Eden? We talked about it. We talked about it last week. Amen, how that, how that they, were, uh, they, were, they were told to stay away from the tree in the middle of the garden. Don't touch it and don't eat of it. Amen, you can eat of every other tree in the garden, but, but, but don't eat of that tree. Because the day that you eat thereof, you shall die. Somebody say amen. The Bible says that the serpent began to talk to Eve. All right. Why was she near the tree? Well, what is it? I, I don't, I don't. She was still told to stay away from it. But she went near it. She was told to not touch it. Come on, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Somebody say, don't touch it. Don't handle it. Don't touch it. Don't eat of it. Amen. If you're not going to be able to eat of it, why are you there? Come on, somebody. That's preaching. I'm not even, I don't even have to say Man, why are you close to it? Why are you hanging around it? Come on. If you know that you're not supposed to do it, then why are you there? Uh, I heard somebody say, he was, he's talking about looking at women and lusting after women. He said, well, and I said, that's wrong, man. You, that's, you know, you commit adultery in your heart. He's like, Phew. he said, I can look at the menu. if I look at the menu I said you look at the menu too long come on you, you, you look at that double chocolate cake a little bit too long and you're going to be ordering a piece come on because the thoughts of your heart 
are not very far away from the acts of your hands. Come on, if the thoughts of your heart are desiring whatever is, is not supposed to be done, the longer you look at it, the longer you gaze at it, come on, the longer you desire it, the, the harder it's going to be for you to say no to it. Because when it presents itself, uh, your hand, you're going to be all in because you've already been fantasized about it and thinking about it and wanting it. Come on, somebody. You need to think about what you're ordering off the menu. Amen. I only said that because we're on a fast. Amen. We need to think about it. Amen. Somebody say, think about it. Why are you hanging around it? What are you doing there? The Bible says that she was hanging up. That she was beguiled by the serpent. The serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. He, he talked her right into it. He told her everything she wanted to hear. Come on. Any, any desire that, that she had not to eat of the fruit, he talked her out of it. That's what happens when you stay near to things that you shouldn't be partaking of. Come on, that's what happens when we're too near to things that we're, we're places we shouldn't be, things that we shouldn't be doing. Come on, uh, well, oh, things that we shouldn't be watching, things that we shouldn't be a part of. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you this morning, there are things that are looking to destroy you. This, I'm not here. This is not a game. We're not playing a game this morning. This is for our eternal souls. There are things that God has forbidden for your life. And the longer you hang around them, the more access they're going to have to your mind and to your hands and to your body. And eventually you'll be doing it. Amen. She took of that fruit because it was pleasant to the eyes and it was, it was good for food. It was going to satisfy her hunger. And it was one to make, it was a fruit to make one wise. And she took a bite out of it. And then she took it to her husband. Here you go, man. Misery loves company. You ever hear that? Amen. You might as well take a bite too. She convinced him. Amen. You know, wives, you need to be careful. You can easily convince your husband. Amen. Convinced her. Convinced him and he took of the fruit and ate it. And all of a sudden they realized they were naked. And they went. They hid themselves and they got tried to cover themselves up and, and they heard the voice of God walking in the cool of the day and, and Adam, where are you at? Adam, Adam, where are you at? And Adam hid himself. We talked about it and all of a sudden he pops out and he's got these fig leaves on. Because our attempt to cover ourselves, amen, we try to cover it. We try to cover up our mistakes and cover up our wrongs and our ability to cover it up is not going to happen. Amen. Amen. Our, we're not going to be able to cover it from God. God sees it. God knows it. And he said, I hid because I, was I, knew, I knew that I was naked. Who told you you were naked? I don't know. Did you eat of the tree? Well, that woman that you gave me. Did you give him the fruit? Well, that serpent that's in the garden. Amen. Because everybody wants to cast blame on somebody else. Amen. Everybody wants to blame somebody else for their predicament and what they're going through. But really what it comes down to, yeah, they might have had some convincing in it. Amen. And there's, there's some things that will happen to them because of that. But understand, we are responsible for ourselves. We're responsible to make the right decisions, do the right things, and keep ourselves pure and holy before God. It's my responsibility. And when I do wrong, I have nobody to blame but myself. Come on. And I need to take responsibility for it. The first step to healing is repentance and re repenting before God and saying, Lord, I did wrong. I'm sorry for my sin. I'm sorry for the things that I did, the things that I said, the things that I did that I didn't even know was wrong. God, I'm sorry for the things that I've done, Lord. I'm turning from those things. I'm going to do it your way. 
You can't be right until you real until you admit that you're wrong. Somebody say amen. So when that happened, sin fell on the world. Amen. And death by sin. Death came on all men, for all have sinned. Amen. Sin is in every one of us because of the decision that was made in the garden. It is passed down. It is it is natural. Amen. The reason the world is in the state that it's in is because of sin. Amen. The reason that there, there's so much abuse is because of sin. The reason there's so much neglect, it's because of sin. Come on. The reason that there are uh, broken marriages and broken families and broken bodies and broken minds. Come on. And, 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 and addiction. Come on. And alcoholism and all the terrible things that happen in the world. It's because of sin. Come on, somebody. The brokenness of sin. Not only did wrong decisions and the desire to do wrong fall upon all men, but the effects of all those things fell upon all men. Come on, because all have sinned. Amen. We are a, a result of sin. The brokenness that we feel. Come on. The struggle, amen, that we have to do right. Amen. The, the brokenness in our family. The brokenness of our hearts. The brokenness of our minds. Come on, somebody. The brokenness of our bodies are all a result of sin and choosing the wrong thing. Can somebody say amen? The conflict in the world. All of the conflict with the wars, come on, everything that has happened, all the things that happen in the earth, the Bible says that the whole creation groaneth, groans and moans, the whole creation is affected by the wrong that was done in the garden, come on, all of the, 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 the brokenness of the earth and all of the things that are going wrong in the earth are all the result of the brokenness of mankind and the fall in the garden of Eden. How many know that before the fall, there was no briars and there was no thorns and there was no thistles. It was all good stuff. But the moment that the curse fell upon the earth, if the earth was filled with thorns, the earth was filled with briars. Come on. It was filled with thistles, things that hurt, things that poke. Come on. Things that are of no good except to be burned in the fire. It's all a result of the brokenness of mankind and the decisions that they made. I want to tell you this morning, the reason your family's broken is because of sin. The reason your body's broken is because of sin. The reason your mind is a mess is because of sin. It's a result. That's why he said, let not therefore sin reign in your mortal bodies because you are no longer servants to sin, but you are servants to righteousness and the spirit of the living God. I want to tell you this morning, you don't have to live that life any longer. You don't have to live a life of cursing or pain or sorrow. There is a way out and it's through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Somebody say amen. The earth was cursed. Amen. We were we were uh, going to plant a garden at Dan and Mary's one year, and and uh, they had left that piece of ground. Dan and Mary's my mother and father in law. Those of you who don't know, they had left a piece of ground uh, for some years. It hadn't been touched. It hadn't been cultivated or cared for. They just left it. And we stepped into that little parcel of ground. And it was full of weeds, thistles, thorns, mollyflower rose bushes. You ever deal with any of those? Because when, when a piece of ground is left with no cultivation, it automatically produces what it is. And the ground is cursed. Come on. Somebody say amen. If you leave a field and you don't mow that field and you don't care for that field, you just leave it to itself, it won't be long before that field is filled with thorns and thistles and mollyflower rose bushes. Nothing of value. Those things are, are, are not valuable at all. Amen. You leave it, it's cursed. That's what it's going to bring. 
That's what it will produce. Somebody say amen. We ourselves, if we are just left to just do whatever, come on, if there's no cultivation, if there's no care, amen, if there's, if there's no planting of good things, we will bring forth that which we are. Come on, we are a product of sin. We will bring forth that which we are. Amen. And I want to tell you, those things that are adultery and fornication and uncleanness and idolatry and witchcraft and hatred and variance and emulations, come on, all those things that the Bible speaks about are all works of the flesh. Those things are natural to us in our natural condition, in and of ourselves. Without the intervenience of God, we will ultimately be, ultimately be that. yourself to nothing come on just just do whatever do whatever you want to do go wherever you want to go without any authority in your life without any tilling and planting amen and we will be a result we will be a sinful life somebody say amen but those things that are good the things that are valuable amen the things that that we should be those things have to be planted Not only do they have to be planted, but they have to be cared for. They have to be protected. Amen. What do you do to a piece of ground that, that needs to be planted? You got to clear it, don't you? You got to clear out that what's there because what's there is not what you want to be there. Right? So when you come to the realization What's here is not what I want to be there. I got to do some land clearing. I got to do some tilling. What do you, has anybody ever plowed a field, tilled a field? What are you doing? Turning it over. Turning it upside down. Tilling under and the stuff that's on top. Goes to the bottom. Gets buried. It goes to the bottom so it can die. Because I got plans for this. Come on, somebody. Till it over, you turn it over. You turn it upside down. Those things that are on top are the things that are valuable to you now. They're not producing anything. They're not bringing anything but heartache. It's a result of the sinful nature, and we all have to go through it. Amen. But there has to be a realization, a revelation in every one of our lives. If I don't like what I'm producing, I got to turn it over. Amen. I got to I gotta change something. Come on. I got to make a decision that I'm not going to live that way anymore. I'm going to plow it under. Come on. I'm going to have an experience with God and I'm going to be forgiven for all that I've done so that I can have a fresh start. You turn that ground over, you till that earth real good, make it pliable. Amen. You, you make it pliable. It's, you ever stepped in a field that just been tilled real good? You step in and it's soft. You sink, make footprints in it. It's real soft. It's pliable. Amen. We got to be pliable before God. And then you go through and you begin to plant what you want to be there. Not what just grows there naturally. Because if you plow that field and get that field ready, you get it all plowed and ready for planting, but you don't plant anything in it. And you come back in six months, All that work. And I'm right back where I started. Has anybody ever felt that before? All that work, and I'm right back where I started. Because you can you can repent of your sins. You can be baptized in Jesus' name. But if you don't plant anything new, come on. If you don't sow anything new, if you don't begin to sow God's word in there, those that stuff that you plowed under, that you tried to get rid of, it's going to be back. Come on, it's going to come back. It's not going to go away. In order to 
to get something different, you got to plant something new. Come on, you got to be willing to do what God wants you to do. You got to be willing to do it different. Somebody say amen. And so you go in there and you plant tomatoes, banana peppers, watermelon. Go ahead, Newman. That boy loves himself some watermelon. Some out of the garden, eats some, eats a whole one. I said, "What happened to that watermelon?" I ate it. Of course, it's like that with a lot of stuff. What happened to those sloppy joes? I ate it. What happened to that bacon that was left over? I ate it. We don't need a garbage disposal. Man, you, you begin to plant what you what is desired to be there, things of value. You gotta plant that stuff. Amen. You gotta care for it. You gotta water it. You gotta watch over it. Amen. Because things that are of value are very delicate. If you just plant it and leave it and think it's just gonna grow, and you don't go back every day and check on it. Amen. It will be destroyed. But after a little bit of time, the things that that used to be there will try to come back. They will. That hate will try to come back. That the lust will try to come back. That addiction. It'll try to resurface. Amen. It'll try to poke back through in your earth. It'll try to reveal itself again. And what do you got to do to it? got to pull it out of there. Pluck it out. Amen. It don't have any place here. What if you let that thing grow? What if you begin to allow that thing back in your life? Yeah. It'll kill the good stuff that you've tried to work so hard to put there. It'll kill it. It'll overshadow it. It'll become bigger and stronger. It'll take the, the all the sustenance that's in the ground towards, it, it'll take it all and it'll cause those things to die. It, ultimately, they grow faster. Things that are of no value grow very fast. You ever see those lancet trees? We call them stink trees. You cut one down and seven more grow back in its place. They're not worth anything. You can't even burn them. The wood stinks. You try to burn it, and it's like, man, there's a skunk around here somewhere. They're not good for even burning. They're terrible. But they grow so fast. You plant an oak tree, and two years later, and it's this high. You're like, but you plant a lancet tree in two years, and you're like, wow. Wow. But it has no value to it. Amen. The things that we don't want in our heart grow very fast. Amen. They escalate very quickly. They will take over in a matter of days or weeks. You will be right back the place that you were. Amen. Right back in the place that God pulled you out of or that you're trying to get away from. Amen. You got to pull that thing out. Get it out of your life. It has no place being there. Somebody say amen. that are good, the good seed of the word of God. Amen. You want to plant honesty in your heart, purity, holiness, separation unto God, love. Come on, somebody. How many know love fixes everything? Love is what lifted us. Amen. It's the love of God and what he did for us that lifted us out of where we were at. Amen. It's the love of God that produces the fruit of God in our lives. But it grows very slowly. It happens very slowly. You got to keep weeding the garden. Not home. Denied. Denied. We're going to get a text in a minute saying, did you deny me? Did you just decline me? That's what it is. I can always tell when somebody declines me because it goes straight to their voicemail. I tried to call Mike one day. It went straight to voicemail. I said, 
I sent him a text. Did you decline me? sidetracked so easy. Little ADD happening. There, there are things that God wants to put into our lives. There are good things that he wants to sow in our hearts. There are good things that he wants to produce. Come on. There are good things. But we got to give ourselves time for those things to be produced. Amen. We got to be willing to care for those things. We got to be willing to pray and to cultivate our ground and to pull out those things that our heart is trying to produce that are contrary to God's word. Amen. The Bible says that that Abel brought his offering. Cain brought his offering. Abel brought his offering. A tale of two offerings. The one that Cain brought was the fruit of the ground. The one that Abel brought was the firstling of the flock. The Bible says that God looked at Cain's offering and he said, I have no respect for that offering. And he looked at Abel's offering, and the Bible says that he had respect for Abel's offering. And so I looked up that word respect, and it means to gaze at in amazement. Or to to walk around it and inspect it. Amen. And to amaze at it gaze at it. Amen. And so when he saw, when he saw Cain's offering, he turned his face from it. But when he saw Abel's offering, it invited him in around it to be around it because it was what he had asked for. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden of Eden and they tried to cover themselves, the Bible says that God slew two animals and took their skin and covered them. It was a show to Adam and Eve that because of what they did, something had to die to cover up what they had done. A life that was given had to die in order for them to be covered. There had to be a sacrifice of a life. So when when Cain brought from the fruit of the ground, he was a tiller of the ground. Amen. How many know the Bible says the curse and the curses after they sinned that the earth was cursed? And so he's trying to make good out of what was cursed. Come on, so the offering that he was bringing was one from himself. It was things that he could produce. Come on, somebody. It was things that came forth from a from a cursed earth. Amen. From a from a cursed life. Come on. You can't honor God with sin. It doesn't happen. You can't honor God with that which is unholy. Amen. Just because I'm giving it to God doesn't mean he wants it. Amen. So when he looked at Cain's offering, he turned his face from it because it came from the fruit of the ground. But when he looked at Abel's offering, he saw that Abel had an understanding of what needed to happen in order for God to be pleased. Come on. In order for, for, for there to be a turning away, a turning to, there had to be a sacrifice. There had to be a lamb. Come on, somebody. There had to be a sinless, spotless firstling of the flock that was given unto God says that he turned to Abel's offering and he had respect unto it. He was drawn to it. Abel standing there and said, here was for the Lord, worshiping God with his whole heart, giving God what God wants. Over here, there's Cain. 
wasn't good enough. It rose up on the inside of him because he wasn't good enough. Come on. Because God didn't respect his offering. This is what I brought, and God didn't respect it. Amen. He needs to respect what I bring. How I many? That was a sacrifice for me to bring. His countenance fell. All of a sudden, he didn't have a heart to please God anymore. He's turned away from it. Amen. I would think that if I brought something to the Lord and he despised it and rejected it, that I would say, okay, God's not the problem. Come on. If, if God's not receiving your sacrifice, there's a reason. Amen. You got to till under that. You got you to gotta not bring forth that which is cursed. You got to bring forth the life. Come on. There has to be a death in order for God to be pleased. There's got to be a dying out in repentance. Somebody say amen. respect unto Abel's offering. Abel understood that. The Bible says that Abel's worshiping and Cain deceiving. My and my offering received. So God speaks to him. Cain, why are you wroth? Why is your countenance fallen? If you do good, will you not be accepted? I want you to hear this this morning. This is important for someone in this house. If you do good, will you not be accepted? But if you do evil, Sin lieth at the door. And you look up that word lieth at the door, it means crouching in an attempt to pounce on you or jump on you to take control. It lieth at the door. It's waiting. It's crouching at the door, waiting for you to choose the wrong thing. Come on, somebody. This is not a game. Amen. This is important. Your soul is hanging in the balance. Amen. If you do the right thing, you're going to be accepted just like Abel. But if you do the wrong thing, come on, if you do the wrong thing, sin lieth at the door. The difference between Cain and Abel is Abel was willing to search it out and find out what God wanted. Come on, somebody. And Cain, he gave God what he wanted to give him. And in return, God had no respect to his offering. And when it came down to it, Cain was not willing to change his way of worshiping God. And so his desire was to kill did it right. He killed the thing that did it right. Because when we don't want to do it, we don't want anybody else to do it either. Come on. Amen. We don't want to walk the path. We'll try to keep other people from walking the path. Come on. We don't want to give what God's asking for. We'll try to get other people to not give what God's asking for. Amen. It's a result. And, and, and there will be a day when he required the blood of Abel from Cain. Amen. He asked him, what have you done to your brother? What have you done to this? Uh, come on, somebody. There's more hanging in the balance uh, than just our life. Uh, there are people connected to us, watching us. Uh, amen. Their eternal souls are hanging in the balance. What decision are you going to make? Stand with me all around the building. Thou doest well. Shalt thou not be accepted? If you do good, God's going to accept you. God's not picking and choosing. It's whosoever will. Let him come and take of the water of life freely. But we all got to come in the same way. 
Come on. We all got to live the same way. The word of the Lord is the same for all of us. Not just for some of us. It's the same for all of us. Somebody say for all of us. Cain chose to do it his own way. This is serious this morning. Because when we choose to do it our own way, there's something waiting to jump on us. We choose to give. He was given that to God. That's, that's what he was producing. And that's what he was giving to God. Because we can only give him what we are. Come on. He gave it to God. God said, no. If you, if you want to please me, you need to figure it out. You need to look at Abel's sacrifice over here and get an understanding that you got to give me something that has a life because that's what I'm after I want to give new life and I can't give new life to something that won't give me their life come on somebody you got to give them your life Cain refused to lay down what needed to be laid down and do what needed to be done and give up what needed to be given up. Sin was waiting for his decision. Amen. There are appetites waiting for your decision. Come on, there are strongholds and bondages waiting for your decision. Come on, there there are devils that have been loosed by the spirit of darkness to war against your soul. Because they understand your soul matters. They're waiting for you to make your decision. So they can have access to your life. Come on somebody. This is serious. I don't know about you. But I want to choose the way that God has prepared. Amen. I want to walk through the door that has been opened. Amen. I want to lay down what needs to be laid down. Pick up what needs to be picked up. Do it God's way. If you do it God's way, you will be accepted. Come on. If you do it God's way, your sins will be remitted. If you do it God's way, you will find deliverance. If you do it God's way, there will be healing for your soul. If you do it God's way, there will be wholeness for your future. If you do it God's way, there will be reconciliation for your family. If you do it God's way, there will be a restoration of valuable things in your life. But if you don't, sin lieth at the door. Waiting to destroy you. I don't know about you, but I want my heart to be right with God. I'm going to search the scriptures so that I can find eternal life. I'm going to find out and hunger after what God is pleased with and what God wants and what his will is for my life. I'm going to search it out. I'm going to seek it in prayer and fasting because I want to be saved. I want to make it to heaven and I want my family to be saved. If you want it this morning, I'm telling you, this altar is open. If you want it, God's way. Come on, why don't you run down to this altar and lift your hands to the Lord and say, God, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to do it your way. I'm going to walk through the door that you prepared. I'm not going to try to climb up some other way. I'm going to do it your way. Come on, my heart. I give my heart to it this morning. God, I want you to produce in me what you desire, Lord. I'm going to lay down my will and my way. I give you my soul. Come on, all the things that I can produce, I'm going to lay it down. That's not what he called you to. He called you to die out unto yourself. He called you to sow in repentance. And you shall reap the word of life, the word for your life. Come on.
way. There's blessing waiting for you. There's forgiveness. Come on, there's healing. God, I pray over every person under the sound of my voice. Let the conviction of the Holy Ghost fall on us. Draw us, Lord. Pull us, God. Let there be change on the altar. Let us lay on the altar what needs laid on the altar for 2023. God, let what needs to die, die. And let what needs to live, live. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let your heart pray. Let your heart pray. God, plant some good things of value in my life. Plant it in my heart, Lord. Plant your word in my heart, God. Plant the seed of your word on the inside of me, Lord. Let it begin to bring forth fruit and to bud and to grow and bear the fruit of righteousness in my life. I give myself to it. Come on, I die out to my way, my will, my thoughts, my intellect, my desires, my appetites, my lusts. I'm dying out to them. I'm laying upon the altar, Lord, and I give you my life this morning so that you might live, so that I can live the life that you have called me to live. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.